Hi, this is Coach Carleen from Thin Brain Training, and we are here for our second part of our Prepping for Weight Loss series. Today, we are going to talk about health. You know, food, let food be thy medicine. I believe it was Socrates who said that, and it, true, it holds true for today as well. Maybe not in that you should skip Western medicine or Eastern medicine, whichever your philosophy is. You should always still go see your doctor. You should not self-medicate and you should not self-diagnose. Those are two bad things. And I, I'm saying as a coach, never do them. So one of the things that happens is people come to, to diet. They come to my programs to diet with me and to lose weight. And then all of a sudden we're into our like third or fourth week and they start having issues. And I'm like, well, I don't really understand why you would have these issues. You know, you told me in the beginning that uh, you didn't have any issues. And they're like, well, I forgot to tell you that I'm taking this drug that prevents weight loss or, or stalls weight loss. I am taking this drug that means I can't eat any grapefruits. I'm taking this drug that means this and how this is how it affects my weight loss or they don't know and they just give me a list of drugs and I have to go look them up because they refuse to. So this becomes an issue. Not only that, there's so much information out on the web that sometimes it's hard to research and get all the right answers. But when it comes to food, there's a lot of research about what foods work and don't work based on your health condition. So if you have a health condition, say diabetes, you need to know a lot about how food interacts with your pancreas and your liver. You have to understand what low glycemic load fruit is based on or against what high glycemic load fruit is and why it makes a difference. And I have plenty of articles to explain that to you. It's so important to understand your health and how food interacts with your body, food and exercise. We have people that come. I get a lot of diabetics and women with PCOS over at boot camp. And the reason the diet that I offer, the, the rock star diva diet, we call it, which is a lot of fruit, which most diabetics are like, oh my God, fruit, no. But we only use low glycemic load fruit. And how that works is if you have low, low glycemic load, that means that there's a lot of fiber that the sugars of that, that item is attached to. And so when you digest sugars that are attached to fiber, that sugar is released slower into your body and it helps keep your liver and pancreas from becoming overwhelmed. So it's great for insulin resistant PCOS women because of the slower release. Instead of when you eat a diet that all the sugars are right there and then it, it overwhelms your liver and your pancreas and you get all those sugar spikes so you have to know this you have to understand this another thing about diabetes people are always afraid of the fruit but if they pair the fruit with greens or the seeds that we eat their their blood sugar balances out people who have uh, have ra they have specific issues for inflammation and there's a lot of food out there that is awesome for inflammation. There's a lot of fruit, I'm, I'm big into fruit, um, that is antioxidants that are going to help you. And if you know what you can eat to help you and know what not to eat that can keep you from having as many flare-ups, then you can design the diet with those foods in it and out of it. So recently, 
my little brother was diagnosed with a horrible, horrible lung disease. Um, not COVID, but worse, if you can believe that, worse. So I went on a research binge to find out what I could give him, the information I could give him to help him. And I found a list of foods that he likes, but he needs to incorporate more into his, his diet to help with expanding his lungs and giving him a longer ability to have good lung pressure or good oxygen pressure in his lungs. But I also found a don't eat list and I gave that to him. And on it was ice cream and milk to avoid them because of the mucus they cause in your lungs. But he doesn't want to do that part. He decides, he decided that that's asking too much for him to give up. That's, I, my dad, my dad died from diabetes because he refused to give up ice cream. And I, I'm really on my brother about this, but to get back to you, you need to know these kind of things and you have to be willing to look at the foods and say, oh, look, this food isn't good for me. I shouldn't eat this food. And then it comes off your diet forever. And, you know, people argue with me all the time about this, but so many people decided they were gluten intolerant and they gave up the gluten. No problem. They gave that right up, right? Some people find out they're allergic to something. They give it up. Well, if you find that there's something that is detrimental to your health, you should also give it up that you don't want to eat those foods anymore. You know, I'm highly salt sensitive. I, my eyesight is the first thing that goes for me if I, if I have too much sodium. And so knowing that about myself, I limit my sodium always. I do not like to go up and down with my sodium because it messes with my eyes. So I know what I can eat and what I can't eat. So you need to know that as well. If you have something like an autoimmune disease, you need to look up what are good foods to help with that and not help with that. You know that people who have like MS, they shouldn't be eating tomatoes. There's a lot of research out there about that. Some people need to give up nightshades. You know, we have to do the research. We have to understand what makes us feel good and what doesn't. And then, you know, there are those, there's that new uh, test that they are doing. I've seen it advertised. I haven't checked it out, so I don't really know. But where you can find out your food sensitivities. You know, I like the one when the woman says, I was eating clean and I found out it was almonds that were giving me my stomach upset. These are the things that you should know before starting any diet. What do you need for your health? Look at your health, your diagnosis, and then go do the research. Don't research what the drugs you need to take. I mean, that's all. Let your doctors handle that. What you need to research is what foods are best for you. I'm not a big person who's into supplements, and I know supplements are a big part. People love maca, and they, they take acacia and all this other stuff, and they have these ideas that these superfoods are going to make them better. You know, in all the years I've been doing this, it hasn't seemed to change anybody, but if you're a vegan, you need B12. And, and vitamin D. You're not going to get those two things from a vegan diet. And so they have to be supplemented. I take a lot of vitamin C on top of all the oranges I eat because I just believe in vitamin C. What can I say? But we have to know what it is that we are looking at to better in our body and then eat appropriately for whatever that is. So you need to research what 
foods are going to aggravate whatever's wrong with you. You need to do know, you do need to know whatever drugs you're on and any kind of side effects they have from certain foods. You need to know if you need to do maybe amino protein supplementation. That was huge for me. I found that um, I took a blood test before I found raw and I had of 20 amino proteins, I had seven below low, seven at low and six below normal because my liver, I had fatty liver and my liver just wasn't functioning right. So until I was able to clean up my liver, I did take an amino protein compound and it really helped. It helped with depression. It, it helped just to be more alert. I felt so much better when I was doing that. And then I finally cleaned up my liver through the, the diet I was doing after nine months. It took nine months to clean up the liver and, uh, and I haven't had issues since. But still, if we research what is wrong with us, do not self-diagnose, but if we research and learn what foods work for us and what don't, you know, in, in all of my research over at boot camp, I found this combination. I, I wrote up this. It's it's my uh, depression add-on, I call it. I found that if, if people would every day eat beans, like a half a cup of beans, quarter cup of sunflower, broccoli, cauliflower, and I think, the, and mushrooms. If they ate those, those five things together every day, they could diminish their depression by half. Now I'm not talking chemical depression that you need drugs for. I'm just talking low moods, low mood depression. And everyone who tried that, they said it cut their, their bad moods or sad moods by half, which is huge because those foods together allow tryptophan, which is what's in the beans and allows them to go through your stomach and in your gut, in your gut, get transferred into serotonin. So, you know, if you do some research, you can find out a lot about the power of food. And if you incorporate these healthy foods that can really help change you both in, in your body and your mind to make you feel better, then you're one step ahead because when you're dieting, you need to feel good. You need to feel good about what you're doing so that you continue to do it. Uh, another thing, we use hemp seed over at boot camp. It's one of the seeds that we go after. And, and you know, okay, so hemp, hemp comes from, it's a seed of pot. And we all know that. But I was surprised that it, you, it, it has, doesn't give you any of the, I don't know the terms, the THC or whatever it is that makes people high. It doesn't do that. And it doesn't come up positive in any drug tests. But what it does do is it helps balance moods. And that was very cool. And I could tell, I used to do, um, I used to do phone con consult consultation and the people who were doing hemp and then they weren't doing it, I could tell by the tone of their voice in there, the way they talked to me, that when they were doing hemp, they were very balanced and happy. And then when they stopped doing it, after a week or so, they their voices would get lower, they would get more dramatic, they were more negative. So food can make a difference. It's huge. Food is a powerful source of goodwill, of good wellness. And if we can find the things that are right for our individual bodies, then we can design the perfect diet for ourselves and live on it happily.
but you have to be willing to do the research. Don't wait for others to do it for you. I had so many people, they come to camp and they'll say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm low in iron. And I then start sending them all these articles about what to do to become, you know, sufficient on iron as a vegetarian or vegan. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. And I always think, well, but you're the one with anemia. Why haven't you looked that up? Why haven't you sought out what foods help and, and are a deterrent to your well-being when you know what's wrong with you? That's an important thing to do. It's up to you. You and only you are responsible for what goes in your mouth. And if that food going into your mouth is unhealthy for you, it needs to not go in your mouth. That's, that's just how it goes. So it's up to you. Become responsible. Know what you need for your health issues, food-wise, to be healthy. And no, the food is not going to cure you. It is not going to all of a sudden, you know, make you non-depressed if depression is a, a chemical issue for you. But it can change things enough to give you the ability to be strong in your decision-making and to stay positive about your journey for weight loss. It is very powerful. Food is powerful. You know, the especially fruit. I'm a huge fan of fruit because of, of what it can do for us. You know, you eat a bunch of blueberries and you're going to you're going to have a healthier system. Berries are just so great for you. You know, you need fiber in your diet and you need to only eat foods that the sugar is attached to the fiber. And then you can, you're going to help all of your PCOS, your insulin resistance, your diabetes. Know these things. Know these things and choose a diet that you incorporates the good and does not incorporate the bad. You're going to be a lot better off if you do that. All right, that's the end of this one. You know, in other podcasts, we'll delve much deeper into some of these issues. And like I said, I've written articles all about PCOS and insulin resistance and fruit um, over at Raw Food Boot Camp. But as prepping for a diet, you need to look at all of you, including your health issues. And definitely, you need to research all the drugs you're taking to find out how they will affect your weight loss. If they are going to slow down weight loss, you need to know that. If you can't if you can't combine them with certain foods, you need to know that. Don't wait for side effects. All right, that's it for me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Don't forget, if you want to help me keep Thin Brain Training up and running, there's a donate button at the bottom of every page on Thin Brain Training and subscribe to my newsletter. All right, have a great day, and I will see you in our next episode when we talk about the actual diet. All right, good luck.